Well, it's time as we are going to get into our part two. Yes, part two of our Big 12 football bowl game picks against the spread. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. It's great to be with you guys. And this is one of my favorite times of year. I mean, I love when the season gets going, obviously, the college football season. I love when conference play gets started. But I'll tell you what, uh, bowl season right up there, just because it's fun. I, I know that, you know, these games, certainly the non-college football playoff games, don't have the cachet or the importance and the players and the coaches don't seem to care about them like they did 5, 10, 15 years ago. But still, it's just exciting to me if you love the purity of the game. And that's what uh, I know many of us love. So we're going to start this off talking about the uh, picks that I haven't yet gotten to for the Big 12 Bowl games that are going to be played here this weekend. And I will start off with the first game we have yet to talk about. That is the Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the Fiesta Bowl. Yes, let's do our Fiesta Bowl preview and prediction. So like I always say in these games, what matters? What makes a difference? Who's motivated? Who wants to be there? Who's fired up? Who's ready to play? Who's got guys opting out left and right? Who are the guys opting out left and right? That's what matters here. And for Oklahoma State, I know they came up a half a yard short of winning a Big 12 championship and and possibly playing in a college football playoff. But I'll tell you what, I see a lot of enthusiasm right now around Mike Gundy, around these players. I mean, Jalen Warren, the running back, stud running back, he's like, I'm I'm not missing this game. I'm playing. We found that out this week. Mike Gundy said, I don't care if we got 11 guys, we're playing a game against Notre Dame. I mean, that's, that's something that obviously uh, you respect Mike Gundy for saying, right? I think that those are the kind of things that you look at and you say to yourself, okay, that doesn't sound to me like an Oklahoma State team that's just saying, eh, you know, we don't really want to be here. Nah, we're good. We're, we're going to pass on this one. No, these guys are fired up, man. These guys are ready to roll. And they're playing Notre Dame, obviously a blue blood program, and that automatically gets the juices going when you get to play a team like that. So I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, Oklahoma State's here to play. And then I look at Notre Dame, and I say, okay, uh, first off, not that – you know, losing Brian Kelly is a big deal. I don't think it is, frankly. And I think that Marcus Freeman is actually going to do an outstanding job at Notre Dame. Like Brian Kelly, the guy just comes across like a bigger goober by the day. All right. It's just uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But anyway, Marcus Freeman's a good coach. Uh, I, I think he's going to do a really good job there at Notre Dame. But remember who's missing for this game. Kyle Hamilton, All-American safety, is out for this game. Team's leading rusher, Kyron Williams, out for this game. How do you replace those guys from Notre Dame? On top of that, I know that, you know, as I said, I'm high on Freeman, but still it's a weird spot for him to step in. First game as a head coach is going to be in the Fiesta Bowl with some of his key players not in the game. I mean, that's a very difficult spot, very difficult spot for Marcus Freeman to start off his coaching career in against a fired-up, enthusiastic Oklahoma State team that I believe wants to end this season, this, this 
near magical season. I, I say near magical, obviously, because they couldn't get it done against Baylor. But this near magical season with a New Year's Six Bowl win. And I believe that's going to happen on Saturday afternoon in the Fiesta Bowl. So when it comes to picking the spread, I am on Oklahoma State plus two and a half against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in this game. Let's go on to the second game, and that is Baylor and Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. This is another chance, by the way, for the Big 12 to just beat an SEC team like Texas Tech did against Mississippi State earlier in the week. And I'll get to that here uh, coming up shortly. But let's talk Baylor Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. First off, same question. I I know it's repetitive, but it's important to ask, right? Who's playing? Who wants to be there? Who's fired up? Who's ready to roll? Those things matter. And I believe Baylor has uh, a team that, yes, Blake Shapin's not playing at quarterback. It's going to be Gary Bohannon. But still, I mean, it's not like either guy I would have been – High on. Either guy would have been high on. But now that Shapin's out, uh, Bohannon's in, and it's not like I'm like, oh, boy, huge drop-off to Gary Bohannon. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, the guy threw for over 2,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, rushed for 300 before he got hurt, and then Shapin took over, got the Bears to the Big 12 title, and, and looked great. Looked absolutely outstanding. So uh, this is one of those things where I see a Baylor team that is absolutely ready to play, right? They're, they're guys like Jalen Petrie, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he's, he's not missing this game. He's playing. He's fired up. He's ready to go. I mean, these guys uh, want to win this New Year's Six Bowl game. Meantime, you have an Ole Miss team that lost its offensive coordinator to Oklahoma, Jeff Levy. So – now Ole Miss has a new offensive coordinator, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's something that's not going to, you know, matter for this game. They actually hired Charlie Weiss's kid as the offensive coordinator, interestingly enough, but neither here nor there. So Jeff Levy gone uh, to Oklahoma, but he is coaching in this game, but that's always kind of awkward too, right? Like, is he excited to be there? Does he want to be there? Is his head in the right space to be there? How much has he really been focused on coaching in this game versus, you know, recruiting and moving his family to Norman and doing all that kind of stuff? Like, that's always a tough spot for a coordinator. Now, we saw it worked out fine for Sonny Cumbie in Texas Tech. A little bit different because Sonny Cumbie at Texas Tech was coaching his alma mater. But still, we've seen it work. I'm just saying it's it's one of those things that I look at and say it, it can be a detriment for a guy who's trying to – also, you know, starting a new job, move his family, and all those different things. That's, that's difficult sometimes for guys. So Jeff Levy's going to coach in this game, but I still think the way that whole situation plays out is a negative for Ole Miss. Um, and then you say, okay, they got a high-flying offense, right? And Matt Corral, quarterback, is the guy who is going to be uh, the signal caller for this game. He's not skipping the ball game. He's going to be taken in the NFL draft pretty high, but he's not skipping the bowl game. I respect that. I very much respect that. Potential first-round guy. Threw for 3,300 yards, 20 touchdowns, four picks. But I'm not saying Baylor's going to stop him. I, this Baylor defense, all right, this Baylor defense has done pretty damn well this season against the pass. When you look at what this Baylor – I mean, the whole defense has been outstanding. But when you look at pass defense efficiency, 
Baylor was the second best pass defense in the Big 12 Conference behind Oklahoma State. They were very effective in that role against the pass. All right. And they, by the way, had 16 interceptions in 13 games, which was the most in the Big 12 by a wide margin. No other team in the league had more than 10. Baylor had 16 picks on the season. So, yeah, I know that Matt Corral's, you know, high-flying offense, everything else, but before you go around talking SEC, SEC, how'd that work out for Mississippi State and their high-flying offense the other day? Huh? How'd that work out for you? I'm just throwing out the question, man. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just throwing out the question. And we go from there. So uh, when I look at those things in particular, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Baylor and saying, I like Baylor in this game. And with a month to prepare, I always take the team with a better defense, and that's Baylor. Better defense, zero turnover, and guys fired up to be there. New Year's Six game, going up against an SEC team. We always see teams have more motivation going up against an SEC team because of the media narrative that is out there about that league. So let's roll with Baylor in this game, plus one against Ole Miss. Then we've got Kansas State taking on LSU, K-State LSU in the Texas Bowl. And I, I won't go on my rant about this game being on Tuesday, January 4th. I won't do it, but it's so ridiculous. This game is on basically after the bowl season should be wrapped up. But anyway, let's talk about this game. So LSU, new head coach Brian Kelly, how fired up are the guys to be there? Uh, Always difficult to tell. Ed Orgeron is uh, someone who (laughs) won a national championship, but was blown out less than two years later. He's not coaching in the bowl game, and I – I, I don't know. This feels to me like an LSU team that is going to have no interest, no interest at all in being there. I, I, I could be wrong because I just like good matchups. I like good football. I like motivated guys. But, um, boy, you see a lot of LSU players who are not going to be playing in this game. Defensive tackle, Neil Farrell, he was a big piece in that defense over the second half of the season. He's focusing on the NFL draft. Star linebacker, uh, Damon Clark, he's not playing in this game. So, And, and that's just you know a couple of the big names who are not going to be involved for LSU. So sure, it opens up the opportunity for young guys, and there's plenty of talent at LSU. That's never the problem. But you, know, you have a pretty solid veteran team there at K-State going down, Playing a uh, an SEC team, playing a borderline blue blood in LSU, and I, I I believe they're going to be fired up for this one. I think they're going to be ready to roll. So for K State, it's really been a season of streaks, right? They started off with three straight wins, lost three in a row, won four in a row, finished the regular season on a two game losing streak. I mean, it's been a real roller coaster season. But with Skylar Thompson getting set to play. And this is what's exciting to me. Skylar Thompson set to play in the bowl game, and this will be his last hurrah. So there's obviously the emotion around that too, and that's that's all well and good. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. K-State is favored in this game, even with the depleted roster of LSU. I'm a bit surprised uh, by that, to be totally honest. 
So I, I just think the number is too big. Based on the talent LSU is going to have, the pride that LSU still should have, um, playing, kind of auditioning for a new head coach in Brian Kelly, that matters. There's an enormous amount of talent, obviously, on the LSU roster. So I, I, I can't in good faith pick K-State as a more than a field goal favorite in this game. So I'm going LSU plus three and a half. And I'll tell you right now, I'm doing that. I'm making that pick with my head. I would love to be wrong about it. I want LSU by, I want uh, K-State by a million, but I've got to go up my head and take LSU with the points. So I'm going Oklahoma State plus two and a half against Notre Dame. I'm taking Baylor plus one against Ole Miss and LSU plus three and a half against K-State. I've got the three underdogs for the final three. Big 12 Bowl games. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It's uh, great to be with you each and every week. Before I get to recapping the games that have been played thus far, let me tell you about uh, my friends at MyBookie where they are giving you free money. Uh, yes, I hear from you guys all the time saying you got your free money. It's the way to help out this site. What do you do? You go to MyBookie.com. You place your bets there, whether it's college, NFL, whatever it might be. And then... You use our promo code when you deposit Big 12, that is Big 1-2, and you double your first time deposit up to $1,000. So if you like these Big 12 picks, or if you want to fade my picks, which, you know, that works sometimes too, go to mybookie.com, type in our promo code Big 12, and then from there, you just double your money. I mean, literally, there, there's no unlocking it. There's no, like, place 10 bets to get your money. It just doubles. Put in 100, you get 200. Put in two, you get four. Uh, up to 1000 bucks. You will double your money at mybookie.com. They've been a longtime partner of this show. It's a way that you can help out this site and also have a heck of a lot of fun placing your bets as well because bowl season is here. NFL playoffs are around the corner. It's a great time to be doing it. So go to mybookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the games that have taken place. As of... of this conversation and we'll get to more of the games here coming up but for right now let's first talk about Texas Tech smoking Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl boy uh, Mike Leach instead of running his mouth the guy should have spent a few minutes preparing for the game preparing his team for the game scheming for the Red Raiders what a no-show effort by Mike Leach who was talking smack all week long Mike Leach wouldn't shut up about, you know, two and a half million dollars. I got screwed by tech. I'm never going to let him live it down. And by the way, to be totally fair, I do think that Mike Leach has a point in all this. I really do. I've never been an anti-Leach guy on this topic. But, geez, I mean, this week he just came off like such a whiny little you-know-what. All right? I mean, serious. It was just, oh. He was crying all over the place. He was like, making accusations left and right, and he forgot to kind of prepare his team for the actual game itself and text steamrolled Mississippi State 34-7. to And uh, one of the best moments was when the SEC chant broke out from the Texas Tech fans. You guys are awesome. I mean, I love you. I love you for doing that because uh, it just feels so good. And by the way, I mean, you've seen UCF beat Florida, right, in a bowl game. Houston beat Auburn in a bowl game. So future Big 12 teams are beating the SEC. Current Big 12 teams are beating the SEC. 
it is a lot of fun to watch. I'm I'm here and I'm loving it. All right, and if Cincinnati beats Alabama, forget it. That's going to be great for the uh, for the Big Twelve and the future of this league. So this game, though, uh, you got to hand it Sonny Cumbie. All right, Sonny Cumbie is about to be the next head coach at uh, Louisiana Tech. So he's leaving. He didn't get the job, but it's his alma mater. He cares. He put in all his energy into coaching these guys in this game as the interim head coach of this team down the stretch. And he deserves an enormous amount of credit for having these guys prepared and for playing the way they did because Sonny Cunningham could have checked out. You know, early signing period, he could have said, I, I got a, my first head coaching job. It's a huge moment in my career. I, I love you, Tech, but I just I can't focus on this right now. I got to go. He didn't. Loyalty. It says a lot about Sonny Cumbie. And not only did he not go, but he cared. And he put together, with his coaching staff, a hell of a game plan. Kudos to everybody on that staff that helped put together that game plan, kept these guys motivated. Uh, you know, they rushed for 260 yards. They held Mississippi State to under 300 passing yards in a Mike Leach offense. Uh, uh, Donovan Smith actually looked pretty good at quarterback, 15 to 28, 252 yards, uh, one passing touchdown, no picks. I mean, it was just a really good all-around performance for Texas Tech and the coaching staff and the players. And by the way, don't kid yourself, Joey McGuire deserves some credit for just being the, the fire, the juice behind this program. I mean, that guy, he was in a pep rally down there in Memphis firing up the fan base. I think that Tech is is really on the upswing right now. And I know that we can overhype coaches all the time. It happens in college football. It happens in every sport before they play a game. But I, something just feels right about Joey McGuire with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I am here for it. I am excited about it. I believe Tech fans should be excited about it. And I believe you saw the energy and the enthusiasm of Joey McGuire partially imprinted on how that game played out that's how it felt to me watching this guy and it was uh it was really exciting stuff and and tech fans have a fun off season to look forward to and i believe there's as much enthusiasm around this program as there's been probably since the team hired cliff kingsbury that's probably the last time you could say that about this team right now meantime you also had the other game uh Oh, ugly, 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 ugly. West Virginia, Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl, whatever the heck that is. I mean, geez, guaranteed rate bowl. West Virginia lost 18 to six game kicked off. I mean, poor West Virginia fans. You guys had to stay up to what? One in the morning to watch this garbage of a football game. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. Mountaineers lost it. I mean, you know, it's just the same old story. The offense has no juice to it. Jared Dagey uh, runs for a touchdown. That was the only score for the Mountaineers. Threw for 140 yards with a pick. Offense was blah. Rushed for 66 yards. I just, there, there was nothing going for him. Nothing going for him. And here's the problem right now for Neil Brown, who I would stick with. I'm, I'm not a get-rid-of-Neil-Brown guy right now. But not only is his team mediocre, his team's boring. 
I, I know you're, oh, it doesn't matter. It's about wins and losses. No, it, it's, yes, it's about wins and losses, but, you know, being a 6-7 and seven team that's really interesting and exciting, I'm not saying you put up with it because 6-7 and seven is 6-7, and seven, but at least there's some juice. At least there's, it's fun, right? It's thrilling. This isn't fun. This isn't exciting. This isn't interesting. Jared Dagey is who he is. I mean, at this point, I don't know what you do next year if you're Neil Brown. Is Dagey going to really, uh, is he going to come back? I mean, I, I don't know. He can. What do you do if you're Neil Brown at quarterback? I know you got the uh, the hotshot freshman, uh, Nico Marshall. I know that that's a, a guy that people are excited about, or Marshall. And I apologize if I'm screwing up his last name. I I. Seen him all over the place, obviously, know who he is, but haven't heard him say his own name. Uh, Gary Green has looked, eh, in a little bit of action. So, like, I don't know what you do, but you got to figure it out because you can't have another one of these seasons if you're Neil Brown. I think another six and seven year and and the seat should, frankly, be, be fairly hot for Neil Brown. Should be. Got to figure out how to make progress in 2022. And just based on that, Bowl game, that snapshot on a sleepy Thursday night in Phoenix or Tuesday night in Phoenix, Arizona, there was nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. And that's that's the disappointing part if you're a West Virginia Mountaineers fan. Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It's always good to be with you guys as we take you through the college football. And by the way, college basketball seasons, I mean, it's here, but we'll be focusing on it more once the bowl season wraps up. By the way, you want to get a free Heartland College Sports koozie? What do you do? You leave a rating and a review on this podcast right now on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I've got a case of them right here I'm looking at. I'll send you a koozie in the mail. And don't forget about our friends at MyBookie.com. Our promo code is BIG12. That's BIG12 for a 100% sign-up bonus. So go get on it right now. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. Enjoy the uh, the break. Hopefully you guys have some downtime. You have some downtime between Christmas and New Year's. But regardless, enjoy it. We've got plenty of more content coming your way. So hit that subscribe button. Check out the site, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.